The Roadmap to TIC 3.0 is brought to you by Cisco Systems and Worldwide Technology in partnership with government executive media groups Studio 2G. Protect what's now and what's next with the most comprehensive integrated cybersecurity platform on the planet. Cisco Security and Worldwide Technology work together to provide government customers with the tools and expertise they need to protect their future and accelerate success. Learn more at www.com slash Cisco security. While the pandemic might have swept in the era of mass telework, as vaccines promise to end the pandemic restrictions, it's unlikely that agencies and organizations everywhere will return to the largely in-office operations that were in place before March 2020. And while many agencies were able to transition to remote work nearly overnight, the struggle to optimize and secure networks for remote workers is still ongoing. The TIC 3.0 framework can offer a solution helping agency IT teams build secure, modern networks that can serve and protect a more remote workforce in the long term. So what are the advantages and how can agencies begin thinking about integrating TIC 3.0 for their remote workforce? That's what we'll talk about in this episode of the Roadmap to TIC 3.0, a three-part series brought to you by Cisco and Worldwide Technologies in partnership with government executive media groups, Studio 2G. I'm your host, Constance Sayers, President of Government Executive Media Group, and joining us today to talk through how TIC 3.0 provides the flexibility necessary to enable remote workers, as well as the unified communication and collaboration tools they need to remain productive, are Chad Mitchell, Technical Solutions Architect for the U.S. Public Sector at Cisco, and Michael Pfeiffer, Cloud Networking Architect at WWT. Chad and Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. So let's just start with how have agency networks and architectures changed over the last year as the world shifted to mass telework? Chad, we'll start with you on that question. Thanks, Constance. Over the last year, it shouldn't come as a surprise that we've had a massive shift to remote work and telework. Our customers have had to quickly reevaluate not only their policies, but also the controls, mitigations, in general, the way they did business in a major way. With that, they have seen many of the tenants of zero trust network architectures come to the forefront of their missions. For some, having full tunnel VPN for remote workers was challenging and in some cases caused user experience problems. The public private sector saw this and made quick shifts like the use of multi-factor authentication to expose services to the internet with assurance that access was controlled and additionally, using things like traffic path optimization to increase their user experience with critical applications like Cisco WebEx, Microsoft Office 365, and more. Michael? Thanks, Chad. So just kind of building off of that, if you think about what's happened here, agency users have essentially become home workers. So they have to use that full VPN solution to be able to securely access internet resources while they're teleworking. The big issue with that is if you're trying to access internet resources while you're going over the internet, Chad has mentioned previously, that kind of creates a tromboning effect. So your experience accessing those critical SaaS applications become significantly poor when you're no longer working from that office location. And then you also have to consider what that does to your security posture as well. So you definitely need to take identity into consideration and how they're going to securely access those applications on the internet. Let's go a little bit deeper on that and talk a little bit more about cybersecurity. What has this shift meant in terms of cybersecurity? And I'll start again with you, Chad, on that question. 
the move to telework and control points moving outside of the traditional tick stacks or points of presence came with obvious concern from the agencies. One of the main items of concern was the loss of visibility on all the traffic that those remote users were now doing. Enabling the users to work without requiring all the traffic to transit a controlled network meant that security operations purely had no visibility of some of that traffic. You can't protect what you can't see, right? This brings me to the fact that this shift has highlighted how security needs to move closer to the edge and in some cases to the endpoint or the workload itself. And when security controls can be orchestrated across all of the endpoints and workloads, the network can essentially become that big coffee shop Wi-Fi for unsecured transport with some security controls added as well. Michael? Yeah, so just building off of what Chad said, identity is very critical to these security solutions. So what we need to have happen is take multiple factors into consideration. We need to understand the location these users are connecting from, the type of device that they're using to connect to backend services, and then who they are. When you take these three things into consideration, you're moving towards a zero trust model. You're gaining visibility into who is accessing your network, where are they accessing it from, what devices they're using, and then you're getting to see the applications that they're trying to access and use. When you start pulling all this together, you start improving your cybersecurity posture significantly using this model. And Chad, I'll also start with you on this one. As agencies look out to the next normal in which mass telework gives way to more hybrid environments, why is it important for agencies to begin aligning architectures to TIC 3.0 frameworks now? For the customers that have TIC compliance networks today and don't have any desire to change, they're already TIC 3.0 compliant. But on the other hand, there's many customers that want to adopt the telework and adopt the hybrid workplaces. And for them, it's imperative to understand the use cases that are specific to their network and their users. From there, they can then assess the controls that they have in place and how they satisfy or can adapt to the policy enforcement capabilities that are shown and frameworked under TIC 3.0. They can then transition step-by-step. Step. We don't see this as a wholesale network architecture change in any way, shape, or form. It's a step-by-step -step and a journey to get to TIC 3.0. And that's the same for Zero Trust Network Access. It's not a rip and replace, it is a journey. Many customers today have the tools that when working together and maybe with a few additions can satisfy many of the TIC 3.0 objectives. The synopsis for the question is really to know the use cases, assess the risk tolerance and policy, and then map what you have to what may be needed and then execute on that transition. Michael? Right. So what you have here is you can be much more prescriptive for your agency's needs. And why this is important is you have to think about what the cloudifying of security solutions can do for your organization. So you're taking that traditional security stack and you're basically breaking it up into its core components and whether you're putting it on the endpoint or something on in between, you're still achieving the same secure outcome that you have with TIC 2.0. Why this is valuable, especially in a teleworking environment, is those users can be distributed across mass geographies. If you are taking that into consideration, then your goal should be to get them to the services on the internet that they need to use as quickly as possible. If you are having to pull them across the continental United States 
to be able to access that. You can just imagine what that does to that worker's productivity level. There's something happening here where we want to drive up performance and simultaneously drive up security, which is something of a new paradigm that is just gaining a lot of traction in the marketplace these days. So how does TIC 3.0 help to lay the groundwork for future transformation? I'll start with you, Michael, on that. So some of the things that I alluded to is the fact that we can distribute security in mass. We can couple that with points of presence. You can almost picture this as kind of like a content delivery network, if you will, if you're familiar with that type of technology stack. And what we're ultimately driving towards is secure ubiquitous connectivity independent of your location. Obviously, that's probably several years out. You have to think long-term with this. But TIC 3.0 really frees up agencies to be able to start moving towards an architecture like that. Chad? When it comes to the eminent future, I think that egg is already hatched in the form of zero trust. TIC 3.0 has a lot of core objectives that map very closely to the outcomes of the zero trust frameworks, like NEST 800-207 and CARTA. And the abilities of the agencies to start offering access for workers to do what they need to do, no matter where they are, with a high level of confidence that the traffic is secure and legitimate, is zero trust. One of the best phrases that codifies zero trust is ubiquitous least privileged access. Moving to TIC 3.0, the use cases that have been defined under TIC 3.0, and the controls and capabilities are very similar in both of those frameworks and will enable any agency as they move into any future architecture, including the near and far. That's all the time we have today. Thanks, Chad and Michael, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me as well. And thanks to our listeners of this episode of the Roadmap to TIC 3.0. This podcast is a production of Government Executive Media Group's Studio 2G in collaboration with Cisco and Worldwide Technology. Tune in next time when we talk about how TIC 3.0 can help move federal innovation forward. The Roadmap to TIC 3.0 is brought to you by Cisco Systems and Worldwide Technology in partnership with Government Executive Media Group's Studio 2G. With Cisco and Worldwide Technology at the helm, your agency can establish a platform approach to zero trust that provides a balance between security and usability. Learn more at cisco.com.